Hi, it's me, Brad Watson from the Saturate Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, today's episode, we're going to be talking with my wife, Mirella Watson, about the intentional rhythm of blessing others as a way of life. Uh, how do we seek to, to do that in everyday, every moment situations? It's a really great conversation. Can't wait to share it with you. A few things before we dive into this episode. Uh, again, just want to remind you that this Gospel Fluency cohort is going to be amazing. You'll definitely want to look into that at saturatetheworld.com and uh, find out all the information you need so that you can jump in and join that. The other thing I wanted to let you guys know is the song that we played at the end of last episode and we'll play at the end of every episode during this rhythm series uh, is a song that was written for children. It's an accompanying song for uh, the Gospel Basics for Kids, so check that out as well. Uh, all those songs are free. It's a great way to teach your kids the Gospel, their identity, and the way to live. We have three songs, so check those out too. And with that, let's dive into this episode. This is the Saturate Podcast. Saturate is committed to seeing a gospel movement happen in North America and beyond, in which every man, woman, and child have a daily encounter with Jesus in word and deed. This podcast is an ongoing conversation with disciples and leaders growing in the gospel and growing and living the implications of the gospel in community and on mission. You know, creatures of habits like me yes. don't like change very much and we like to be adapted to the new routine as soon as possible so that's well, how i feel yeah i mean the cool way to talk about routines is to call them rhythms sure then you're like cool yeah that's another way <laughs> and uh you're one of the most rhythmed people i know <laughs> which is uh probably good because we're in a series of episodes on everyday rhythms and You've kindly agreed to join me for a few. Mm-hmm. I have. As a, as a routine slash rhythms expert. Well, I'm not an expert. But in the last episode, it was kind of an introduction into the rhythms. Uh, basically, we talked about this idea of gospel intentionality, that every aspect of our life has Jesus in the middle of it, Yeah. that everything counts for the mission of God, every mundane thing. Jesus fills every moment, that kind of stuff, that the Holy Spirit is present yeah. in every single piece. Yeah. When you hear that, though, because you've been around this for like A 10 little plus bit. years, when you hear like intentionality or living intentionally, what does that mean to you? Yeah. Um, when I think about being intentional with people, it's the word that I think in my head is being attentive it's almost like you're pursuing of God's work, of what he's doing in and around us. And you are seeking to be a participant in, in, in what he's doing. Just, I guess, an example is it be intentional by asking people how they're doing. Mm -hmm. Sounds more like, hey, how was your breakfast this morning? Versus, hey, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. um, so I think of just more pointed questions perhaps with people. And 
in those questions, being ready to listen for Mm -hmm. even the unspoken, because I think that is what intentionality also brings is when you're, when you're able to hear what's not being said. Right. Like an attentiveness and a presence. Yes. You're attentive. In many ways you are also intentionally seeking the spirit. Mm -hmm. I think oftentimes we, forget that the spirit of God is with us. And so I think when you're trying to be intentional, um, you are attentive to the presence of the spirit of God, what he's doing, what he might be saying to you in that moment, Mm -hmm. what he might be saying to the other person that you're talking to or where he might be leading the conversation. And so it is the moment when you, when you choose to join hands with, the spirit of God and what he's doing yeah. in that moment um, that you're having with another person in front of you. Hmm. I like that. Slowing down to yeah. see what he's doing and join him in what he's doing. Right. Cause he's at work. Yeah. He's very present in our world and he's always doing his work of being God, <laughs> whatever that is for God, whatever that is. <laughs> yeah. I love that. What you're saying yeah. <laughs> makes me think of Cars movie, which yes, we watch a lot in this house, the Disney uh-huh. Pixar. Uh, because in it, the Porsche character, I always forget her name, but she's telling Lightning McQueen that back in the day, you know, the cars would drive across the country to have a good time. Yeah. Now they're trying to make a good time. Like, right. make good time. Like, yeah. get there as fast as possible. Yeah. And I think that's really... One of the challenges we face when we think about intentionality is because we kind of have to slow down yeah, to be present with God yeah, and be present with others instead of trying to get through our day being aware of like what God's doing. Yeah, I think oftentimes God will interrupt our lives sometimes with really big things like unfortunate car accidents or tragedies mm-hmm. um and i think sometimes with really small things like you're at the grocery store and you're so focused on going down you know like on getting all of your groceries and getting through your list and all of a sudden your neighbor you run into your neighbor at the grocery store mm-hmm. so then what do you do right do you oh, there's my neighbor. I'm going to go and see how she's doing. Or do you go, okay, well, here's my neighbor. I got to finish my list. I'm just going to swing by and say hi as I walk towards the cashier. So, yeah, I think those can be ways that God interrupts our our days. And I guess when we say interrupt, it sounds like a negative thing. I don't think it's a negative thing. I think it's just God Mm -hmm. bringing our attention to what he's doing around us and in us that we probably we otherwise wouldn't have noticed if he wouldn't interrupt per se well because we have our schedules that we think we've got to keep and maintain and our calendars yeah and often he'll interrupt those yeah that's really good what we want to do in this series of of episodes is we're going to talk through each of these rhythms that spell out the word bless okay uh, B is clever. It's the word bless. Yep. L is listen. Okay. E is eat. Okay. Uh, S is story. And then the last S is Sabbath. Uh, And so in this episode, we actually, we want to talk about the first one, 
bless. Bless is uh, kind of a term that we don't use very much anymore. I think sometimes we kind of just, you know, I just grew up people saying bless you after you sneezed. And that's kind of it. Or bless their heart, which is very condescending. Totally. It's like this condescending or, or kind of strange phrase. But one of the reasons we use that is because it's so biblical, even as for the whole you know, acronym. Uh, living intentionally is a way of, of being a blessing. Mm-hmm. It's like at the heart even of God's covenant with God's people. Mm-hmm. When God goes to Abraham uh, in the middle of the book of Genesis, he comes and says, I'm going to bless you. Yeah. Uh, and through you, the nations are going to be blessed. Yeah. Through your family, there's going to be this huge blessing. And that's even what the people of Israel are called to be over and over again, like the way they live, the way they eat, the way they work, the way they govern themselves, like all of it is supposed to be a blessing, uh, not just to themselves, but show the world what God is like. And so that's when we talk about living intentionally, it's it's that, that, that being a blessing. Uh, Christopher Wright wrote a book, The Mission of God. It's really good. Uh, we're going through it right now in our uh, church-based seminary thing in our at Soma, but he wrote uh, in one of the chapters, he says, blessing is so central to the biblical story for the people of God, so central to the mission of God, that Jesus giving the great commission could have easily said, go and bless instead of go and make disciples because mm-hmm. it's that kind of impact and meeting, go mm-hmm. and, and be a blessing. And what we mean by that, just in, in terms of the rhythm is the, the words, the actions, the gifts, the resources, like the way that we serve uh, the other, the people around us. And just one like clarification is, I think a lot of times we, when we think about that, it's like, oh, I should really bless those people down the street who don't have very much, which is definitely part of it. But it's also just like, not just meeting basic needs uh, of the people around us, but kind of going above Mm -hmm. and beyond um and, and truly being like this the showering of blessing because that's how god has has blessed us yeah one of the things before we dive into just how to do that is thinking about uh the opposite of blessing at least that's the kind of person i am it's like so what's not that yeah how would you live unintentionally you would just live thinking about what do you need in each moment? What do yeah. you want? Right. How can you serve yourself? How can you get for yourself? Yeah. And it's one of the things that I'm always amazed about with you specifically is you do have this ability to to see and to notice that in yourself of like, I'm just trying to serve or control my own life right now. Uh, and you also see it in others, which sometimes is annoying because you see it in me and you're like, <laughs> what are you, you're just after your own thing. But as you've observed all of that, why do you think we're so drawn to take and serve ourselves uh, instead of blessing others? I think uh, when Jesus says, love your neighbor as you love yourself, he is in a very witty way saying you love yourselves a lot. Mm-hmm. You're self-centered people. So the same amount of time you spend thinking of yourself and serving mm-hmm. yourself, go and do the same for others. Totally. And I think it's hard to do things for other people, first of all, because of that, because we love ourselves more than we love anybody else. Mm-hmm. And in that, our heart's propensity is to love ourselves even in serving others. Right. Which goes into my next 
observation of why I think it is hard to want to love others and serve ourselves is that because we are thinking of ourselves most of the time, if not all the time, a lot of our serving can be rooted in ourselves. So what will people think of me? Mm-hmm. Will I serve that person well? Will I be um, looked upon or regarded as um, correctly? Right. Will I be received? Will I be rejected? Will they really like it? Will they not like it? Am I doing the <laughs> right thing? And I think all those things are questions that come across our minds, but the main thing that keeps them all linked to one another is that it's all about ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's nothing about the other person. It's nothing about their need. Maybe it is a little bit about their need, but the root ultimately what is driving this serving the other person is us. Mm -hmm. What we think about for us, what are we gaining? What are we losing? What, what are we sacrificing? Yeah. What does it tell the world about me? What does it tell me about me? Like it's mm-hmm. very, it's very self-centered. And so it is hard, I would say harder to actually bless in, bless others intentionally without thinking about ourselves because we naturally don't think about others. We only think about ourselves. Right. And so... For me to stop thinking about me and look at the other person without any sort of strings attached, without any sort of expectations, which is something that we talk a lot about, expectations in relationships. But for me to be able to do that, I have to stop thinking about me. Mm -hmm. And that is just really hard Yeah, as a human being. Hmm. And so I think that is why it's hard to serve others and to bless others. Mm. We want to. And I think even when we genuinely do it in the moment, I would say like there are many moments when we are thinking about the other person. Yeah. And I think those moments are definitely, you know, heaven on earth kind of moments. But I would say, yeah, but I would say most of the time, if it wasn't Mm. for Jesus, refocusing our hearts and the spirit changing our minds and changing the way we look at people it would be just for ourselves yeah anytime we are able to think about another person and then take action towards that person it really is this amazing charismatic moment where the spirit had to have done something because the human heart is so turned on itself yeah right right you're so right. Like the love, love your neighbor as yourself is so clever because we love ourselves a lot. Like Mm -hmm. we're thinking about our jobs, our homes, what would make it, you know, we're thinking about our home a lot because we just moved and we just remodeled it. Uh, We're like, yeah, (laughs) we're thinking about our children, our education, our, our goals in life all. And we're like trying to achieve those all the time. Yeah. And and Jesus kind of flips that and says, do that for your neighbors. Right. Yeah. Which definitely, I think, helps define this rhythm of bless because it's, oh, what what do your neighbors really need? What do your coworkers like? What are what are their their goals and their ambitions or, you know, what are the things that they're considering in their minds and how can you be a blessing towards that? I think, too, is hard because we live in a culture where individual privacy is highly regarded. Mm. And so 
when you want to serve somebody, maybe other people don't feel this way or don't think this way, but, you know, sometimes I'm like, well, I want, you know, if I'm, if I'm thinking of ways to try to serve other people, I will sometimes think, well, but I don't want to impose too much mm-hmm. or I don't want to be too much up in their business or cross the uh, yeah, some line. Cross yeah. some sort of uncomfortable line. Um, and I think, yeah, we live in a culture that, you know, communal privacy is not a reality. <laughs> if that even <laughs> exists, communal privacy. I don't know. That maybe is an oxymoron. Right. Yeah. So I think that's another piece too. We can just tell ourselves like, well, I don't want to, you know, step on anybody's toes or anything like that. So, mm. yeah, I think that's also another reason. Yeah. And just like the normal interactions of life, we've experienced this a ton, uh, both in Portland and in Los Angeles, is people don't want to have perceived needs. Right. right? Like everyone has their life together. We've yeah. got like, yeah. I know what I'm doing. Like I have plans. I have my my life is all put together like to to show any like a weakness in that seems like such a cultural yeah faux pas. and nobody tells me what to do right. so <laughs> it's like it's right. both it's both uh this uh it is my life and right i don't need anybody and I don't need anybody to tell me what to right. do. So, which is, I think, one of the ways you know that God has interrupted your schedule. You know, when someone texts you out of the blue and says, "Hey, can we get together and talk about my kids?" Because I don't know what to do, or yeah, someone just sort of stops by your house and lingers, you know, and like yeah. on your front porch, and you're like, "Oh, do you want to? Do you want to come in? Do you want to yes. talk?" Yeah, that's just so obvious, right? The other thing that I've noticed kind of on your narcissism piece too is (laughs) that it's really hard to care and think about others because we're trying so hard to get other people to think about us. Like we really want other people to consider us, to be concerned about us. And we ultimately, we feel like no one's looking out for me. And so we're trying to do a lot of activity. Yeah. So that people will think about us. And so when that's your perspective, yeah, it's hard to think about others. Like those are kind of mutually exclusive. Uh, hey, look at me. Think about me. Be concerned with me. Mm-hmm. You, it's, you can't flip that around and just say, oh, I'm going to think about you. And that comes up a lot conversationally. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking. Even in conversations like when, you know, somebody's sharing something and then you say, oh, yeah. There was this one time I do that exact same thing and I saw this and I saw that and <laughs> and you're not even listening to what that person mm-hmm. just said because the whole time they were sharing, all you had in your mind was, oh, yeah, I know that. I want to share this. I want to say this. And so, right. yeah, we are always thinking about ourselves in that way too. It very much is like shackling or captivating Mm-hmm. But in the worst sense. Yeah. Not like a sunset, but like Trappy, maybe. entrapment. Yeah. yeah. That's honestly the the power of the gospel and how the gospel, I think, relates to all of these rhythms that we'll talk about in the next several episodes, but especially with the blessing one, because like God is concerned with you. Yeah. You know, like right. last night or a few nights ago, we went to 
the Griffith Observatory where we could stare at stars and moon. Yeah. And it made me think of Psalm 8, which it says, like, he put the stars in the place and the heavens and the skies. What is man that he would think of him yeah. or that he would be concerned about him? Yeah. And we know in the gospel because Jesus came, like the creator of the universe comes and looks at us, uh, sees us, has compassion for us, mm-hmm. cares about our future more than we could ever know, cares about our safety, our security, puts all of that on himself. Yeah. Like the gospel is really powerful mm-hmm. to the person who just wants like, I want someone to be concerned about me. Yeah. And like the good news of Jesus is like, the creator of the world considers you, you know? Yeah. And I think in that line of thought too, the creator of the world cares about everybody around us. Mm-hmm. I think we tend to believe that even back to our Griffith Observatory mm-hmm. date night, it is kind of a mind boggling thing to think that all the galaxies work together just so that we can exist. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's not about us. Right. The galaxies point to God. To yeah. A creator who spoke those things into existence. Right. And so when we look at everything through the lenses of the soul worked, the soul works so that I can exist, mm-hmm. then yeah, nobody else matters but right. you. And so remembering that our self-focus is almost um, futile because... Mm-hmm. God loves us, that's true, but he also loves our neighbor. Mm-hmm. And we reflect God's image, that's true, but so does our neighbor. Right. And so in the grand scheme of creation, we're all in the same level. Right. Um, even though we want to elevate ourselves. Right. And our day and age, social media is the best way to do that. Mm-hmm. Everybody's trying to sell themselves and even put out put out on this really whatever image you want to put out a funny one a witty one witty one a smart one or a know-it-all one or a, right however you want to brand yourself it's all about yourself mm-hmm. that's you know we're just becoming more and more publicly <laughs> self-centered it used to yeah. be much more private but now we're becoming more and more publicly right. self-centered it's actually it's different but it's also the same like the people of Israel, they were called to be a blessing. Yeah. And God blessed them with his presence. Like his presence marched with them yeah. everywhere. God was, yeah, with them and appointing kings and all of these things. But I think that the people of Israel, they kept being tempted to like make it about them. Like the reason they wanted to worship other gods and idols because those gods and idols were supposed to give them something like crops, but better crops or fertility but better fertility um all of these like things and and that's why they worshiped other things that's why they they oppressed uh the poor because they wanted to to elevate themselves uh make a name for themselves like that's that's always been the case which i think is like even the the tower of babel story comes right before the appointing of abraham yeah like the tower of babel they say let's make a name for ourselves let's build something really important Uh god scatters them Right. scatters the nations and then he goes to Abraham and he says, I'm going to use your name and make a name for myself. It's pretty awesome. And then he decides to yeah. not just make a name for himself, but make a name for himself in the whole nations. Yeah. And so 
I guess kind of thinking through like, I think when we understand that, like that how richly we've been blessed in the gospel, it might free us up to consider the people around us also mm-hmm. as pe- image of God, also as important with God. And then like you were saying in the beginning, like, oh, God wants to do something in these relationships. He's pursuing them. Yeah. He's trying to bless them. Yeah. And I get to participate in the like outpouring of God's presence and blessing and calling others to himself. Like I get to participate in that. Yeah. Even in the in the act of blessing others, we can elevate ourselves and forget to point people to Jesus and remind them that on our own, we would not be hmm. loving anybody else but ourselves. And so I think, you know, it's a it's a big temptation to turn acts of blessing into self-serving mm-hmm. acts or acts of self-serve. But yeah, I think that reminding ourselves that, you know, who are we that God would think of us, but then who is our neighbor that God would think of them too. Mm-hmm. I don't think people, we wake up every day remembering or believing that that God sees us and that God loves us, but also that God sees our neighbor and that God loves mm-hmm. our neighbor. And so I think yeah, even as a rhythm, since we're talking about rhythms, I don't know. I think it's really healthy and helpful to pray that, mm-hmm. to remind ourselves of that um, as mm. hard as it is and, I mean, it's hard for me. I live with four other human beings in my house, and it's such a challenge to like think beyond myself mm-hmm. when the needs are always, you know, there, or there's just a lot of asking. And <laughs> sometimes I just want to be by myself and uh, not talk to anybody. But God put us in a world full of hmm. other people for a reason, and so yeah, He's working. Yeah, I think that's a that's a great segue to the very practical question. How do we live out that blessing on a daily life? Yeah. I think you hinted towards one of the one of the primary or at least the 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 first way, which is praying for the people around us. Yeah. That a daily rhythm uh, we might have as Christians is praying. Hopefully, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. But I think taking what you're already doing and making it intentional in the mission of God is considering your neighbor and, and calling out to God on behalf of them to, to pray for the people around us, the people in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Miller talks about there's no greater way to love someone. He even says, I don't know how I could love anyone if I couldn't pray for them. Even in that, in the whole spectrum of blessing, I think of maybe two extremes. There is one extreme that says, I'm just going to pray and that's all I'm going to do. And then there's the other extreme that says, well, there's needs in front of me. So I'm just going to do all the things that I Mm -hmm. can and that I have to do to meet all those needs. And so I like to think of it as a, a combination of both. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know what percentage of each needs to be applied to each situation. <laughs> but um, 
we're all thing. about make making up statistics <laughs> right. in saturate so and yeah. percentages so i don't know i mean 50, we could 50, do like a 50 50 you know 55 45 <laughs> but um i think that i think you need both i think you need prayer and action um mostly because a lot of times our actions are void of the prayer that comes with talking to God about the person that's in front of us um, and talking to him about his own creation. And then I think if you would just rely on prayer, um, you really miss out on being the hands and feet of Jesus in this world. We need both. But, and I will say this, I mean, it is hard like for me, it is the harder one to do is is the prayer part mm-hmm. because in my mind, I'm thinking I can do these things. Mm-hmm. You know, I can just do them. I don't need to talk to God about whether I need to like serve this person or not. And it's true. A lot of times the need is right in front of us. And we just need to jump in and act. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, what that causes inside of me is this belief that I can provide for this person and I can bless them and I can meet their need. Right. And though we are physically doing that, uh, when it comes down to it, I'd hope we know that God is the one that is blessing this person in front of us, meeting their need. And Mm -hmm. the reward is not a crown over our head. Right. The reward is hopefully Jesus being glorified and his, this person in front of us knows that the reason, the only reason why we can love them is because we have been loved by Jesus. And so I think, yeah, I was actually thinking about our, our oldest last week. She had a little school situation that when we're coming home, I was just talking to her about loving her and how her dad and I love her. And, and she looks at me and she goes, but mom, why do you love me? Hmm. And, you know, in my mind, I was like, that's a really good question. Why do I love you? (laughs) It's like, you know, I can think of a million reasons why I should not love you. But, Mm. I mean, the only answer I could come up with at the time, and that is, honestly, it was one of those things that are like, I don't really know why else but because of this. And I told her, I was like, I love you because Jesus loves me and he loves you. Mm -hmm. And he has put love inside of my heart to have towards you Mm. and that is the main reason why i love you yeah and then i said you know and i carried you inside my body for nine months (laughs) and i got to feed you and i mean all those other things but because i really think like that's right even with my kids like with i guess our kids that's the only reason i can wake up every day and serve them it's because of god's love for them and for me that i get to experience every day Right. And yeah, balancing that, like praying for people, praying for them to know God, praying for them to experience even thriving and flourishing in their lives. Yeah. And then I think instead of going through your daily life thinking about yourself, you've now put them before God and they've suddenly become like an image of God. They've suddenly become uh, a person that God is concerned with, like you've seen their concern for God and praying for them. Yeah. And I think that that, that kind of creates, at least for me, whenever I'm living that way, which is not all the time. Right. Obviously. 
you know that. Mm-hmm. But uh, that kind of creates like this outward thinking and even kind of a deep spiritual concern for other people that then it feels like the spirit reminds me of all sorts of things that are like intentional. Mm-hmm. I prayed for that person in my community. I'm going to actually send them a text. Like I'm thinking about them. Yeah. Here's a text like, Hey, Hey bud, like you're a child of God. You're a warrior. Like the spirits empowered you like go get them at work. You're awesome. Yeah. Which is a huge blessing right. of words of encouragement, but it's come from like, Oh, I, I actually considered them before God. And that's kind of what, created that or hey we should invite this these people over to our house for dinner or um you know i was thinking about that family they you know just had this really good thing happen we should give them champagne or or celebrate them somehow like that's kind of what comes from i think the the praying to be a blessing yeah kind of overflows into those sorts of actions yeah and i would say like we all serve others differently because we have different gifts. I was even thinking about people that I've had the privilege of knowing here in LA and how they have totally different gifts than mine and the way that they think about things. It's mm-hmm. just mind blowing to me sometimes. And But they're wired in a way that their loving of others shows up in a total different than, than mm. my way of loving others because we're made differently. And so like, what are some of those that people have? Like I'm thinking of specifically this one um, girl. She can put things together and organize things in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. And she's just like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this on this date. And we need to do this. And we need to talk to this person. And we need to Mm -hmm. cater this food. And and I'm just like, how does your brain work that way? Like it just seems so like um, it seems like this perfect machine that is working to make this one thing happen. Uh, and I can't think that way. Like my brain doesn't think that way, mm-hmm. but I think the way God's wired me is, you know, I can, you know, I can have a conversation with somebody and maybe through their words or through their body language or through their eyes or just whatever they're saying, um, understand that they're actually feeling really sad or really joyful or, depressed or sorrowful or yeah and so i think god just wires us differently Mm -hmm. and i think that's that that's just so beautiful for me and i love that and that's the other piece of blessing others is when you bless others in community Mm -hmm. you see all the different gifts being displayed and you look at the other person and you're thinking oh my goodness i would have never thought of that Mm -hmm. but that is such a great idea let's do it right and you join arms and you go together and I don't know I think it just increases the impact right in somebody's life because a whole community of followers of Jesus that have different gifts chose to use their gifts towards one specific situation to me that's a really beautiful picture of right um, how God intentionally pursues us and his humanity. Oh, and I think yeah. the other thing too, kind of speaking to what you just mentioned about um, praying for others and thinking of others. I think as we pray for others, we hopefully 
can be reminded that people don't belong to us. Mm-hmm. They belong to the Father, to their Creator. And we can even, I mean, even our kids, like, Mm-hmm. I hope my kids are not a reflection of me because <laughs> that would be really not good for them or for the world. Um, I mean, not that I'm like a terrible person. That's not what I mean. It's just I hope they can be a reflection of God right? more than anything. Mm-hmm. You know, like even our kids, they're not a reflection of us. They're supposed to be a reflection of God. And so mm-hmm. I think just remembering that they're not ours, uh, which is hard to do but i think it also helps us be intentional in how we serve people mm-hmm. outside of ourselves and how we think of others outside right. of ourselves yeah and we're thinking what would what would bring joy or celebration or contentment or compassion to these people in this situation because because they're reflecting who god is and yeah like i even think like what you're saying, even like the power of community in that. I think we've seen that over and over again. Like there's been great opportunities where it's like, oh, we've built relationships with people by, you know, meeting them at ballet and giving them rides or whatever it might be. And we we build friendships and we give people gifts on their birthday and, and all that sort of stuff. But I think the power of community mm-hmm. uh, displays who Jesus is so much more more completely than just one-off relationships. And recently in our move, we're moving five miles in LA and a whole community shows up uh, that's not ours, a different missional community shows up to our house. And they're like engineers and they borrow trucks that they have access to. They bring their own pickup trucks. They show up to our house at 630 in the middle of the week yeah. And load up everything. They're bringing they're like pizza and like birthday cake for me. <laughs> yeah. And they're some of them are like so funny. Others are just so practical. Like we're going to fit everything in these three pickup trucks. Yeah. We're going to do it. And they did they're it. They're like scientists and engineers <laughs> and all of that. And but then there were other people like from our body that like from our missional community that came to like help us for like 8 hours. They're yeah. like nine months, one of them nine months pregnant. I guess she was trying to get the, the labor to start happening. But it was, so it helped her too. But <laughs> I think it was just kind of amazing. And then even since then, like people today brought us housewarming cookies. Yeah, it was very thoughtful. A girl came over the other night to hang out with our kids, but she was like crying at how awesome our house is. And it, like those are all like so many different gifts. Mm-hmm. But all of that was like, a deep blessing. What I experienced from that is God making very clear through his people. I'm concerned about you. Yeah. I consider you like I care about you. Right. uh, Through all of those people. And I think that's the, I mean, just kind of what we've been talking about this whole time is I think that's what, what God's trying to do through his people is show the world how much he cares about them. Yeah. And I think, a lot of times we think of blessing as material things. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Paul would call material things a blessing, especially in his own circumstances. Because for him, the biggest blessing was the life that Jesus gave him. Mm-hmm. You know, even thinking of giving out of abundance 
always we have abundant life mm-hmm. in Jesus. And so we can give because through him we have abundant life. Mm-hmm. And so I think as we receive from others, not just the material things, but also these spiritual gifts. And I think of, yeah, I think of our move and I was even thinking of like RMC, everybody has different schedules. And I remember just being like, can we, if we could just have some meals Mm -hmm. for these four days, because (laughs) we're going to have everything packed. We won't be able to cook in our new house right away. If we just have some meals delivered and one of our friends in RMC was like shortest, Meal train coming right up. <laughs> it was awesome. And yeah. It was great. I mean, our family was, was fed. And, and I think that's the beauty of different gifts too. Uh, like our MC helped us pack. Not everybody could be there to help us move. But another MC showed up and helped us move. Right. Even like people that are not in our MC or even in our church, like helped us with watching our kids while we unpacked some of our clo- uh, some of our stuff and so i think the way that blessing others works yeah and i this is really funny because we're not talking about ourselves and we've been talking about how blessing others is about others and not about us but so the more humble approach we could make out <laughs> lists of ways that we've blessed others but it's easier to talk about how people have blessed yeah, us that's, I, th- I think that's a better thing too um but yeah i think it's just so incredible how and, and on, in many ways, overwhelming how um, the church can be that for us. And I'm even thinking of uh, situations beyond right here. Like I was thinking when we went to Austin in November to meet our niece, the Moors. Selma like, Austin, yeah, shout out. Yeah, let us borrow their car for like a whole week. Yeah. That to me is like mm-hmm. so thoughtful that... They would give up their car for an entire week so that we could use it while we were in Austin. We could take the kids around Austin and all the fun places that we were able to do that. Um, So I think, you know, the car was definitely like a huge gift for us in that week. But for me, the thoughtfulness that someone Mm -hmm. would be like, yes, you know, here's a car for you guys to use. Right. Like that to me is so impactful that. Right. And it is a reminder that God sees us, right? Totally. Like it is a reminder that he sees our needs and he provides. Right. And that's just so beautiful. Right. And then I, I think just the, if that's true for us, just consider how much more it is for the people in our city that have nobody. Right. Yeah. Or who are in pain or who've been abandoned by their family or they've run away from their family. Yeah. Uh, or friendships or just like coming and going or maybe everyone they know is just thinking about themselves. And yet there's this the strange group of people who continues to not just meet their needs, but like and meet their needs in a way where they are are seen. Yeah. And where they they feel like thought of. Yeah. Cause I know even as we wind down this episode, I know a whole bunch of people are gonna be like, What do I do? <laughs> uh, you didn't give me a list of things to do. You just <laughs> talked about it. But I think like I think it really might be as simple as like think about the 12 to 20 people who are like very regularly in your life or five or whether it's neighbors or coworkers or family members or whatever it might be 
and like to consider praying for them, but also to consider like, what is it that I actually have and what has God given me and what are my gifts and how can I use those to show other people that like God, God thinks about them. And I think trying to demystify it because moving is a big thing, but there are small things like at work, writing an encouraging note for someone talking to someone at the coffee shop that you go to and then saying like, you're doing really cool work. Like the, like the power of encouraging words, yeah. uh, the empower of just like small little gifts. Everybody wants to be seen. Totally. Even the people that want to hide in the crowds, mm-hmm. they want to know that they are seen. And right. by that, what I mean is they want to know that they matter. That their existence is important. Right. And I think oftentimes taking time to notice those things in people, it is it brings a lot of life. Right. And yeah, joy. Simple things like, hey, I really like your smile. Mm-hmm. I mean <laughs> Totally. I don't know. It's really cheesy, but Oh yeah. I think it is one of those uh things that it reminds us, oh, yeah, I am alive. Yeah. My existence is noticed in this world. And I'm not just a body mm-hmm. wandering around planet Earth. I'm here and, and I'm seen. Totally. Because God sees us, right? Like right. He, he sees every single one of us. Right. Um, I think a lot of times we just need to remind each other mm-hmm. of that. And a lot of times we just need to tell these news to the to another person. Like, hey, God sees you. Mm-hmm. I think of Hagar in the desert and how God provided water for her. Mm-hmm. Even in her trying to survive a really harsh situation, God saw her. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's that's always powerful to me. Like when I think about Hagar and I'm like God saw her that's beautiful yeah (laughs) he can see all of us totally oh yeah and that's that's just like a powerful powerful picture of of this rhythm of blessing and and yeah I think uh so back to your question what can we do sorry yeah I know you're always (laughs) you're you're a deep (laughs) I'm sorry I never answered your question you're a deep feeler um yeah if we we look at what we have, what our gifts are and like connect those dots. And I, and I guess I'm, maybe I'm too simplistic, but I do think whenever I pray for other people, I generally hear from the Holy spirit, how to bless them. That's pretty consistent. I think even over our whole time being married and trying to, to live on mission or with the people around us, or live in community. Yeah. That's been a pretty consistent theme. Whether that leads to, oh, I'm going to invite this person to breakfast or Yeah. Let's give them some cookies or right. <laughs> she's yeah. she's like an elderly person, we should probably have her come over or oh, our neighbors would really like like maybe we could do something for the kids this summer and yeah and do an art camp in Whatever our backyard small like thought you have yeah i think it or seemingly small totally i think it it generally kind of works out especially when i'm aware that i'm a son of god 
Yeah. He's blessed me with every spiritual blessing, like how you're talking about with Paul. He felt like life with God was everything. Yeah. When I'm aware of that, when I'm aware that Jesus is the king and he has authority over all my stuff anyway. Right. And then I remember like, oh, the spirit is like powerfully leading me. Yeah. I think that generally leads towards like small, consistent like actions. Yeah. Very small moments of intentionality where I'm considering other people and giving the gift of words or actions or things, you know. And even I think piggybacking on what you just said, um, that's what routines are. They're small, repetitive things that they become just so second nature because they start being small steps that you just do it every day or every hour or whatever it is. And so I think the small step is key here because a lot of times we think, oh, this person needs everything they need to have a baby today. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Right. Uh, We need to get their nursery ready. We need to have all these other things. And, and sometimes those are, that's the real need. That's Mm -hmm. the, that's, the imminent need right in front of us. But in other times, it might look like, hey, I'll hang out with your kid for a couple mm-hmm. of hours so you can go take a shower, go on a run, right? you know, have some alone time, whatever you want to do. Like I was thinking about a lady in our missional community, something that I've noticed her do because we, our kids all go to the same school. She has this routine of, there's one day of week where she goes to Starbucks before she comes and drops the kids off. And she'll very regularly like bring a Starbucks drink to her kids' teachers and hand them it. And that's like, yeah, so awesome. So like, like you're saying, like you have a routine anyway. Yeah. How can you use that routine even to bless other people? Right. Yeah. It's a small step that eventually just becomes part of like your second nature. Yeah, and then as those teachers even, I mean, I think that that's so much more than just like, here's some candy at Christmas time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's like, oh, you've been like in the ran- most random times for them. Like, man, you like keep giving me this coffee mm-hmm. when it's not teacher appreciation day. <laughs> or Christmas. Or, or Christmas or these, these special occasions. Yeah, um, for sure. So I think thinking about your own routines and yeah. maybe those really consistent people in your life. Mm-hmm. And I think simple ways, like we said, like small steps, a cup of coffee, yeah, like a Starbucks run. Um, another thing that I think it's really helpful too, it's like, hey, I'm going to the grocery store. Does anybody need anything? Mm-hmm. To your MC or, you know, yeah. to your neighbor, to whoever, like, hey, do you need whatever? I'm going to, I'm at the store. Let me know. Right. You know, that's like, you're there already, so. Might as well add another thing to your list. Um, I think that's another way. Um, I mean, I'm thinking of uh, like our situation, you know, like kids, people with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes a, a stay-at-home parents would really like some adult interaction because we interact with kids all day. So mm-hmm. someone just, I don't know, just be like, hey. Do you want some company? <laughs> right. 
as long as you don't expect that they will entertain you along with their other three or four kids because <laughs> that's not helpful but <laughs> um yeah i think that's another way or hey do you need anything today i can come by for two hours yeah. yes i do i would love for you to come so i can run an errand that i can go do in 20 minutes versus mm -hmm. an hour if i have right. to haul all my kids with me mm -hmm. and so i think those are like those are things i can think of because it's you know, my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, and I'm not saying people have to do that for me. That sounds probably. I can't wait for those invitations <laughs> to start rolling in through the, the vast listenership of the Well, uh, I guess I could podcast. say this, like this girl that uh, here in LA, she texted me a couple months ago and she was like, hey, I really want you guys to go on a date. Just pick a date and I'll come. Mm-hmm. You know, usually when people offer that, I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, we we put the kids in bed this time. She's like, no, 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 just dream big. Just think of, you know, how you want to spend. You know, I'm free after this time. It was like after 4 p.m. or, so, or 3 p.m. She was like, I'm free after 3 p.m. So just tell me when you want me yeah. to be there. And I was like, okay. And I was like, how does 5 o'clock sound? She's like, that's great. Sounds great. And I was like, I promise we won't be we won't be too late. She's like, no, just stay out as yeah. much as you want as you want. And and that's when we went to the Griffith Observatory, and that's a huge gift. It was like such right. a blessing for us um, to be able to. It was, I mean, it was something that she just said, like, I want you, I want to do that for you guys mm -hmm. for one day. And I was like, oh, that's a huge gift. Right. Thank you. And we were able to go on a date and not pay for babysitter which is such a blessing <laughs> yeah makes it totally easy just to wrap it up i think i think a very like simple practice is to think about your own routines already and think how can you intentionally think of others through all of that either with your words or your actions yeah or your possessions but then also i think it's a pretty good rhythm just setting aside some time a week where you're gonna pray and ask god like who am i supposed to bless this week yeah and how can i do that and yeah. i think that that that's the sort of small micro shifts that really develop into a life of intentionality not trying to like hey tomorrow you need to change the whole way you do life but it's no, how can I set aside the time to pray and the time to respond and thinking just through your ordinary routines that already exist and think, how can I do those instead of trying to do what's best for me? Think of like, how can I bless the people around me? Yeah. Whether that's like, oh, I always go to this coffee shop on my way to work or I'm always at the, the gym uh, or this is what my Monday morning meetings look like. And I just, you know, this is what I want from all those things. You can think, I wonder what the other people around me want yeah. or need. Right. Or you what, look around. what would, and then, and then just kind of go from there. That's my best pragmatic advice with this. Sounds great. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode. You're welcome. <laughs> it's just felt like we're hanging out in the living room. So. Cause we are. Cause we are. And our children finally fell asleep. So praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Yeah, we'll add we'll add more resources online in the show notes, uh, so you can see other ways that you can live out this rhythm of bless. Yeah.
Jesus, help 